The scripture reading for this day, the second Sunday in the season of Advent, is from 1 Kings chapter 19, beginning at verse 9. It is part of the story of the prophet Elijah. Verse 9. At that place he came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting the mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. There is a song by Simon and Garfunkel you may know. The first line of the song goes like this. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to speak with you again. Do you remember the song? Do you know the name of the song? Yes. Sound of Silence. I had never noticed before that Paul Simon in this song has a number of mixed metaphors. He talks first of all about darkness and light and then about silence and sound. Simon describes darkness as his old friend and then silence as a place we can hear most clearly. Now the reason I bring this song to our attention today is the fact that we are moving through a season of Advent which is different from any in our lifetimes. Darkness, silence, they are our companions this season. Not only are we surrounded at times by clouds and rain and dreary weather, but our country and our world are surrounded, sometimes overwhelmed, by anxiety and grief and uncertainty. This Christmas, this Christmas, hundreds of thousands of families will have empty chairs at the holiday table. You and I, we, have been confined to our homes. And often, depression lurks like a threatening stranger at the door. Now, Paul Simon must have known something about the threat of depression or grief or anxiety or uncertainty as he wrote that song. And it's fascinating to me why he would call darkness his old friend and that it was in the sound of silence 
that the prophets whispered the voice of God. Now, I don't know if Paul Simon knew much about the season of Advent. I do not know if he knew something or anything about Elijah the prophet from the Old Testament. But Simon certainly exemplifies both the themes of Advent and the experience of the prophet Elijah at Mount Horeb. You may remember the story of Elijah, or you may not. <laughs> anyway, it goes something like this. Elijah the prophet lived in Israel 3,000 years ago at a time when the king and the queen were crushing the religion of the people. Queen Jezebel was absolutely incensed with Elijah. And she sent her soldiers, like, like Nazi stormtroopers, after him to arrest him. Elijah heard about it, of course, and he was terrified. And he ran for his life. He ran, ran, ran into the wilderness. A physical wilderness, of course. But a physical wilderness that matched the wilderness in his own soul. He came to a lonely mountain called Horeb. And at that mountain he found a cave. And there in the darkness, he hid. Fearful, depressed, uncertain, alone, Elijah sat in darkness and in silence. And it was then that God came. Or at least Elijah noticed God, maybe for the first time. And this is how 1 Kings chapter 19 describes the scene. And I quote, Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting the mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him, the voice of God, which said, What are you doing here, Elijah? God spoke. Or again, maybe Elijah could finally hear. In the sound of silence. And it was the beginning of Elijah's spiritual renewal. Out of the darkness and out of the silence, Elijah emerged. It was like Good Friday to Easter Sunday. He left his cave. He proceeded to live out the calling that God had called him to do. Do you think Paul Simon read 1 Kings chapter 19? It's interesting that he uses the Bible's own words as the title of his song, The Sound of Silence. When we stop to think about it, of course, silence doesn't make sound. And of course, darkness is not usually our friend. What does the Elijah story then really mean? And what does Paul Simon mean with his song? And why do we look squarely into the face of darkness during the season of Advent, especially during the season of Advent? You know, traditionally, we have implied that darkness is to be avoided and that we are to celebrate and embrace only the light. 
too often, I think, we think darkness, silence, emptiness have nothing to offer. But that's not true. Elijah would never have heard the voice of God calling him back to ministry if he had not sat quietly and fearfully in that cave. Spiritual renewal, as you know, often happens after some difficulty. Healing of one's soul begins when we admit our wounds. Joy and peace become more profound and meaningful, having experienced the opposite. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Does not mean we seek out difficulty, but it does mean that we honestly face our anxiety and our grief and our uncertainty, and often it's the beginning of change. It's a little bit like the experience of grief itself. If you have ever been in deep grief, you know, you know how painful it can be. And the temptation often is to avoid the pain of grief, hold back our tears, distract ourselves from the darkness. And for years, I thought the avoidance of grief was the way to deal with it. That is, until I learned something profound from Pastor Cindy Salem. She taught me something about grief that I think Elijah would have applauded. Pastor Cindy's mom died tragically, and it left Pastor Cindy in deep pain and deep sorrow. She mentioned to me in the midst of her wilderness moment that she must do the work of grief. The work of grief. It was something I had never heard of before. I always thought grief was something that you avoided, not worked at. But grief and pain do need to be faced directly. We do need to fully feel the pain of sorrow. We need to cry at times, to sob at times, to break down at times. And the insight here is that while we're in that puddle on the floor or cloistered away in that safe little cave on the mountain, that's where God comes. And that's when our healing begins. Darkness can be our old friend because it is in the darkness that God will, I promise you, meet us. It's in the silence that God, I promise you, will speak. I suppose that's why we celebrate the birth of the baby Jesus in the darkest time of the year. The Bible, of course, doesn't tell us the date of Jesus' birth. There's no December 25th in the Bible. The church chose that date to celebrate Christmas in a particular difficult time of year. During the winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere, it was a theological decision to celebrate God come to us on December 25th. It was a decision that emphasized the same insights as Paul Simon and the prophet Elijah. Our God, your God and mine, does not simply help us escape the cave. Our God joins us in the cave. Our God doesn't simply shine a light in our darkness. Our God meets us in the darkness. Jesus was born into poverty. 
the back of a barn, the middle of the night. Jesus came to anxious parents and neglected shepherds. And Jesus comes to us now in the darkness of this season, in the wilderness of isolation and fear that our world is facing. Jesus is with us. We are all facing this unique season of Advent together. We are all feeling a plethora of emotions, anxiety, fear, frustration, loneliness, uncertainty, grief. Today I say to you that we call this season Advent for a reason, because God is about to come and be in our midst, to be part of the emotions that we're experiencing and to help us in the midst of them. Advent means coming about to arrive. So we look directly into our difficulties. We feel our grief. We acknowledge our pain. We sit in the silence of loneliness. And in that silence, God speaks. In the darkness, we find our friend who entered death that we might live. God be with you. God be with you wherever you are at this very moment. Amen.